Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Cracking Copy. This is Minnie McBride and Ella Hoyos. And this is the second part of our two-part mini-series on writing for social media. So if you missed our last podcast, which came out before Christmas, we talked about Facebook and Instagram. And today we want to talk about writing for Twitter. So we're going to be asking... Why might you bother considering these platforms? We're going to look at where on the platforms you can write and what are the opportunities on those platforms to get your messages across. So we're going to kick off by talking about Twitter. And Ella and I are both doing the Ship 30 for 30 digital writing challenge this month. And the challenge is to write 30 atomic essays in 30 days which we publish on Twitter and on other social blogs. And I've done this challenge before, uh, and I am a, a community captain, aye, aye, as I love it so much. So uh, what are your thoughts, Ella, yeah. so far on the platform? First, just to say that uh, I'm really enjoying the Ship 30, this writing experience. It's quite a challenge. It's a new habit to build in the new year. But publishing 30 essays in 30 days will really sharpen up anyone's writing skills and there's a great community behind it isn't there Um, which really helps to motivate and keep us going so it's fabulous I'm glad that I finally joined you on uh, one of these cohorts and we're going for it and actually an unexpected consequence what I didn't read in the small print when I signed up for ship 30 was that I would spend so much time on Twitter which I have been (laughs) doing this month and um, I've become a little bit of a Twitter addict where I felt a bit indifferent to the platform previously, but I'm kind of loving it. It's brilliant. Um, I think many people have sort of fallen in and out of love with Twitter, as you do with social media on various platforms. And I think there's a lot of people who aren't using it anymore, but actually it's, it's a brilliant platform. I opened my Twitter account back in 2009 Uh, a long time ago now, but I quickly became overwhelmed by this rapid influx of ever-updating tweets. And and it kind of put me off. I hastily retreated and I've left it alone for several years. I didn't like the fast-moving commentary and because it gave me that feeling that I had to kind of be glued to the screen all day to follow what was going on. And I didn't want to be on Twitter all day. And the feed is jumbled up, you know, stream of comments from a variety of sources. It sort of didn't make any sense. It's, It's like, loads of conversations going on around you and it muddles my it muddled my brain but now I've I learned about lists and other ways to sort of streamline that content and also I preferred to hear about you know if I'm going to learn about current affairs what's happening in the news politics I wanted to know it from more credible sources and I felt like Twitter is very opinion-based 
it's just people's you know hearsay and commentary on what's going on so I didn't you know I didn't want to use it for a source of, of news or anything but I returned to the platform last year but especially more recently um, because it is a great place for writers and it's also where journalists hang out a lot of the time yeah. um, they source yeah. a lot of their stories through Twitter and because that crowd tends to hang out there and I work in media and communications and copywriting it's a great place for me to hang out too and find my tribe you know so it's it's a more very much text-based social platform you know typing platform a word platform uh, not so pictorial so it's great twitter is great for pr public relations uh, media relations if you want to get stories in the press you can find out what journalists are writing about if you use the hashtag journo request that's really helpful journalists often use that there are other hashtags you can use to find out who's writing about what that day um, you might have clients you want to play stories with so that's very helpful i love it for the fact it's ability to quick share quick thoughts you know you don't have to labor over a carefully edited video video reel you know or design um go into canva and design a heavy picture post a carousel with the words that accompany it you know it's just words mainly yeah so and i like its clarity of format i love the 280 character limit that feels yeah. refreshingly short and digestible but if you have got more to say on a topic, you can use, um, I mean, we use TypeShare to publish a whole blog post in a, twit- in a tweet, but you can also use Twitter thread because that sort of unfolds your point of view in bite-sized chunks. And you can yeah. have, I think, up to 10. I think you can do more than that, actually. I think I've read really long ones. I think, I don't know if it's limited. It did used okay. to be about 20, I think. Yeah, so like That's 20, quite- it's like 20 tweets connected in a golden thread isn't it and they've all got a 280 word character limit so you can you know if you've got um a listicle to publish you know you've got 10 points to say on a particular topic you can do that in a twitter thread and i think that's really clever a very logical way of presenting your information on a topic and twitter now is much easier for me to use now i've discovered um some of the little add-ons and features that go with it for example tweet deck a way of curating your um feed and uh tweemex i think it's called where you can oh, yeah i haven't done tweemex have you done no. i've got it and i haven't played with it too much but i understand you can then it's much easier to search for popular posts and trending topics and you know you can use it as to help sort of templatize what you want to say uh, by looking at what's working for other people i'll have to look into it but yeah when i when i talk to individuals whether they're in business or actual businesses themselves Many people just dismiss it and say, oh, no, it's a hellhole. I hate Twitter. And <laughs> oh, that <I> was think... <laughs> me. <laughs> well, I think, but I think if you go on, I mean, there's, you know, there's Twitter spats on there and 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 people do get very, you're right, it's very, it can be very opinionated. But, yeah, I think it, the problem now is that because Elon Musk has bought it, I feel it's in a bit of a state of flux. So, you know, he thousand, he's fired thousands of his workers and you know changes are afoot you know one of the things he said is that he was going to increase the character count which would then completely change the whole platform so I guess a caveat for this episode is that whatever we say today might not be applicable next month it might not be applicable next week or or maybe even tomorrow so uh, with Elon at the helm who knows but I still think that 
it is definitely worth us talking about. I do think it is a useful t- platform. And certainly I love writer's Twitter. I think it's fab. So mm. that's why we are discussing yeah. it today. Yeah, absolutely. Just define for me, what do you mean about writer's Twitter? So because we're doing Ship 30, it is a it is one community of thousands of communities on the platform where people are sharing ideas it is a very supportive community. So people are making constructive comments about your writing. People are coming up with ideas and being really helpful. But equally, if there are other writers that you follow on Twitter, so I follow authors, I follow journalists, mm-hmm. and I am learning quite a lot from them. So I think I like it because the community, one of the communities, obviously, which is on one of my Twitter list, which is the Shit 30 community, I find very supportive yeah and yeah. the people on there are just great because there's we're all it's all the same we've got the same goals mm-hmm. equally I think it's a great place if you want to improve your writing to go on and see what other writers journalists copywriters are saying and yeah. to get news also about writing and you know people's opinions for example on AI Artificial um, intelligence. Yes. You know, there's lots of articles on uh, the new chat GPT. Uh, yeah, how that might affect us. And so there's lots of news and, and interesting articles on there. So yeah. I do think it's a good place to get information. Okay, I understand. Because basically what you're saying, the writers, Twitter, it is a writing community and it is strong. And actually, have you heard about the hashtag writers lift? Have you tried that one? No, tell me about right now. Okay. So if you are a writer and you are building and growing your presence on Twitter and you want more followers, you can hash, use the hashtag writers lift and then the writing community will jump on it and they'll all start to follow you. Well, all of them, but they have the opportunity to follow you and because we're all supporting each other on there. So I've seen it used quite well where um, people have been able to up their following by using that hashtag at the bottom oh, of the have post. A look. Yeah, it's worth a try. I haven't tried it myself yet, but I think I will now that I'm becoming more active again on Twitter. So, yeah, it's nice. There is a lot of criticism for, you know, the fact that there's a lot of haters out there on Twitter and, you know, you can get into arguments and spats. But actually, on the flip side of that, there's the opposite. There are the people who want to support and champion other people. So it's not all bad out there. So, yeah, I'd agree with you as well, Minnie, that there are lots of changes rolling out on Twitter at the moment and many at the behest of their new owner. But that said, all social media platforms are constantly changing their algorithms. They're updating their features. I mean, take Instagram last year, for example, 2022. It's ever changing feature catalog kind of ended up being a big turnoff for um, people. You know, a lot of people became exasperated by Instagram last year. So. You know, the changes that Elon Musk will bring into Twitter, it's it's changing all the time. It's always in flux, whatever platform you're on. And competition amongst the rival social media networks as well has led to a tendency for each one to sort of morph into a copy of each other, really. They'll all be getting a bit similar and samey. You know, the distinctions between the platforms are not as pronounced as they were a few years ago, I don't think. Like LinkedIn, for example, is becoming a bit more casual now and yeah. less officey. I think, you know, yeah. it's, it's taken off its tie, its necktie, and, you know, it's set down its briefcase, and now it's kind of hanging out in hoodies and open-collared shirts. That's yeah, how I put its jobbers on. Put its jobbers yeah, on. absolutely. <laughs> and who would have thought that a few years ago? I know. And similarly with Instagram, you know, they are really pushed reels. They obviously feel threatened by 
TikTok, I would say, and um, they've gone more down the line of video content. So the fact that Twitter's changing is just embrace it, embrace the change. Yeah, I don't think people should stop using Twitter just because Elon's in there meddling. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just see what happens and and think about it as a, a place to build an audience and find find your tribe, find your tribe yeah. there, just see who's there and who you might want to follow and also how it might help you. So in terms of leveraging Twitter as a writing tool and to promote your business, why do we think you should bother? We've got six points here, haven't we? So the first point, so firstly, is your target audience on there? And I think it's worth exploring, but it mm-hmm. might be, you know, we can't be on every platform. So if it really isn't for you, if you're selling handbags, maybe Twitter isn't the main platform that you would pick to sell your handbags, mm. for example. However, mm. it might be worth exploring. So I would say it would take consistency and testing to see what is resonating to build an audience. And you have limited space to get your message across. As we said, you've got 280 characters, which includes spaces and punctuation. So that's really not that much. So you perhaps need to think about what it is that you can communicate to build your audience. Will you be providing something educational so that they'll learn from you? Or will it be information interesting enough to get people alongside you for the ride? Perhaps you want to just entertain your audience, if applicable, or all three. I mean, we go back to innocent smoothies quite a lot, and they really use their social media for a bit of a laugh. (laughs) And they they just talk about Bake Off on yeah. Twitter, really. Yeah. When it, when and and a lot of a lot of brands do use Twitter in a lighthearted way, don't you? I've seen yeah. quite some quite jokey posts from Weetabix and Burger King, and they love jumping on um, a topical issue in the media and then all having a laugh about it, you know, yeah. um, and poking fun at each other. I've seen that quite a lot. So it can be used in a bit That's of good. an off, off the wall way. Yeah, and why not? And they've got loads of followers because it's quite fun, and they're very clever. Yeah. Their copywriters are really clever. Mm. So as to where on the platform to write, there's the the main, but obviously is the 280 character tweets and the opportunity to create Twitter threads, which you talked about earlier, Ella. So this is obviously more time consuming, but if it's valuable to your target audience, then it will be gold for growing your following. If it's liked, shared, saved, you never know, it might even go viral. But um, I would say don't forget your bio, because often that can be a deciding factor as to whether somebody will follow you or not. So yeah. to say what it is that you, you're you on Twitter for, what do you, what do, you do? How do you? Yeah. How can you help them? I have to say, when I revisited Twitter again last year, I realised that my bio and the picture and everything was kind of old, old. So I have to update mine. And I think I will you know, regularly update it as well, because... It's okay to change and evolve and change your mind and just reflect who you are now and what it is you're you're on Twitter to do right now. Definitely. So my point three on this was, you know, getting your messages across is much the same as with all social media. So you do need a hook. You need to keep it short, keep it relatable and useful and include a call to action if, if necessary. It's probably a good idea consistency is key so those people who have seen a substantial growth in their followers will say that they tweet at least twice a day and maybe do one or two threads a week you know that is quite a commitment so you need to 
after you've decided it's the platform for you to come up with a strategy of what you're going to produce and what content you're going to put out there. The other thing, obviously, is to spend some time commenting every day on other people's content. So that would be a mixture of those people with large followings and also perhaps more niche accounts. You know, it does need commitment, but if it is the platform for you, you know, it will pay off Mm. if that's where your audience is. I used to find that kind of, um, again, scary, the thought of, posting two to five tweets a day I think at one point I heard you put a few on there five times a day I thought I haven't got time for that and I don't know what I'm going to say all the time but actually the more I use it the more relaxed I feel about it and the spontaneous posts there's those sort of thoughts that occur to you that are roughly in line with what, what you're trying to do as a business or as an individual they often get a good reaction because they are yeah. fresh and, and and if you pose a question or what have you you will get some good feedback and I think your point to commenting and engaging with other people is really important as well. I mean, I've, I've already made new friends this month, people who I'm constantly in chats with on, on Twitter, which is, is good. And it's only because I've just commented on their posts and then they've sort of thought, who's this? And had a look at mine and I've found like-minded community. And, and the other th- point I'd say about, you know, why be on Twitter? Well, it's, you're, if you're trying to build an audience, it's good, but not everybody is selling something. You don't have to be selling something to be on Twitter. I mean, the value I get out of it is, is finding my writing tribe and writing community who I can lean into and who inspire me in my line of work. So that's I'm not trying to sell anything per se. I'm not trying to find customers on there. I'm trying to find community. We've made Twitter work for us by joining, the, as we mentioned, you know, joining a ready-made active community of Twitter users through this digital writing course that we're doing, Ship30. And it's a lot more motivating to post on a platform knowing that you're likely to get some instant engagement and you're not just writing and publishing into a ghost town. That said, you know, you can start from scratch. And if you are starting from scratch and building, you know, on on an audience on Twitter, I would recommend starting just with plain, simple tweets, you know, just starting putting out questions, uh, thoughts, interesting insights that you've found. Um, you can share your own content, your own things, or you can curate other people's content that you've found that you think will be relevant and interesting to other people. But keep it simple with tweets first. Don't You don't need to sort of get, throw yourself in at the deep end trying to write craft Twitter threads and things. That can come later. Essentially, it's to start with, it's just about getting people's attention. And then once you've yeah. got their attention and you've started having conversations with people, you can get a feel for what they like and then you can start expanding with, with longer twitter threads and things yeah it's a good it's a good place to test isn't it and see it's a good testing ground yeah absolutely what's resonating and actually there are a lot of people who do use it as that sort of test bed for their ideas a lot of authors use it james clear etc who will test concepts for his new books on twitter and see what response he gets and if it's a good response he knows he can build on that idea and and you know that might turn into a chapter in a book so yeah people use it that way um another point Number five, uh, Twitter is a really good place to polish your writing skills and hone your critical thinking because it forces you to become a better editor and to be much more concise with your word choice because you've got to fit it into those 280 characters. We heard, Minnie, you said Elon's got plans to abolish the 280 word character limit. Mm. And he announced recently, I saw this in a news article, he'll soon add the ability to attach long form text to tweets. In addition, he said it will end the absurdity of notepad screenshots. That really made me laugh because uh, what we do in in Ship 30 is we write in um, type, share or medium, and then we put a a screenshot of our notepad, (laughs) of our longer article Mm. into the tweet. Well, Elon hates that. 
But I think it would be a shame if they abolished that a 280 character limit because it is a defining characteristic and it's what yeah. sets Twitter apart from the others. Kind of uh, the point of it. So yeah, so it's like that's kind of dangerous, I think, to abolish that anyway. Finally, there are some other cool features about the platform. Um, I found out recently that Twitter is going to be adding uh, the option to sideswipe between the algorithmic feed that Twitter po- throws up to you or your real-time tweet feed. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be new explanations um, if you get your account suspended. They'll explain it better. Apparently, they haven't done a good job of that in the past. You're going to get an updated view count display, so analytics are improving and bookmarks is a lesser known feature of Twitter, but you can save posts by bookmarking them. I do that fact, all the time. I do it exactly. as well. It's really helpful because you can lose, you can get lost in the Twitter feed. So it's yeah. helpful to bookmark. Yeah. And you go and um, you've got a bank of things that you've saved and you can yeah. go through them. It's great. Yeah. And this feature is now going to be added to the main user interface so that it's more obvious uh, that it exists. Good. I think that's a great idea. But collating ideas as well. So if we talk about successful creators on Twitter, there are thousands. Have you got any examples? What do you think makes a successful tweeter? Well, I think usually it's somebody who is writing something that piques your interest, something that that you either didn't know or is going to make your life better or is an unusual way of saying something. Mm -hmm. So in terms of... The, the guy that created the Ship 30 course I was a graduate working in finance in New York. And in lockdown, he just decided to teach himself everything about writing. Are you talking about shared, Dickie, Dickie Bush? Yeah, Dickie Bush. And he shared his knowledge on Twitter. So he was sharing it as he was learning. And he's got tens of thousands of followers. And he was able to launch courses books off the back of it so he's been really successful so I'd say he's a very successful Twitter Twitter Twittery person Twittery person yeah (laughs) but that's how he launched his career so he would say my whole you know I launched my whole career on on Twitter yeah I've heard a few people as well use that as a strategy um and it's a recommended strategy to build in public to to not you don't have to be perfect you don't have to it's better not to present yourself as the polished all ready to rock and roll deal um, but just to actually grow with the platform and build your profile in the public gaze and get that feedback and use that to inform your next move I think successful people will clearly are able to clearly communicate their core subject areas and their core writing intentions and to state what those things are make it really obvious as to what you what you stand for what your values are and what you're writing about because that will attract your tribe have a plan um and yes like you mentioned before let people readers know in your bio what you predominantly tweet about i think the other people who do well on twitter are famous folks and influencers um because people want to hear from them they want to know their opinions i mean donald trump (laughs) love him or hate him had an incredible twitter account i think he's banned now isn't he I think he, I don't know, I think, but I mean, yes, he certainly knew where he stood on things. Yeah, and people followed him. Maybe you followed, you love to hate him, or maybe you actually really agreed with everything he said. Okay, brilliant. I think that wraps up Twitter. Yes. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review Cracking Copy on your podcast player. Do subscribe and share the word if you know somebody who would appreciate some help with their writing. In the next episode, we're going to be taking a good look at writing for LinkedIn. So hope you'll join us then.
You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time. Bye.